This is episode 19 of the No Limits podcast. As always, welcome back, and we are very glad that you're here. The podcast is brought to you by Tangle Free Waterfowl. Your time spent with family and friends afield is a precious and valuable investment. The gear you use is no different. You work hard all year anticipating the small window of time you get to spend in the blind. How disappointing is it to get to that moment only to have your gear fail? Tangle Free understands this and proves it by building gear that functions exactly as it's designed to every time, year after year after year. I always say, don't waste your hard-earned time and money on gear that only lasts a year or two. Head over to TangleFree.com for panel blinds, layout blinds, decoys, and accessories. And because you are a valuable No Limits subscriber, you'll get free shipping on your entire order. Just enter promo code PASSION at checkout. Think about how much you can save on bulky, expensive-to-ship items like blinds and decoys. TangleFree.com, promo code PASSION at checkout for free shipping. TangleFree.com, promo code PASSION at checkout for free shipping. Here's a question. Is your coffee hunter-friendly? Now, you may say, I don't, I don't know. What do you mean? Let me put it to you this way. Do you really know where your coffee comes from and what the political ideologies and agendas are of the people you pay to bring your coffee to you? What if I told you there's a coffee producer that buys directly from the farmer, cuts out the anti-Second Amendment and anti-hunting middlemen, supports the U.S. Sportsman's Alliance, and has great-tasting, full-body, delicious coffee. Hunter's Blend Coffee is that company. Uh, We had Paul and Mike on the podcast from Hunter's Blend explaining their revolutionary approach to their direct trade model and the impact it's made on the poor farming communities. I would invite you to go back and listen to episode 16 of the podcast. It was an amazing discussion. This new purchasing model has put money back into Farming communities helped open churches, made health care available, and has absolutely changed lives. Not to mention, helped to fight terrible anti-hunting and anti-Second Amendment legislation where we need it most, in the courtroom. Head over to huntersblend.coffee. While you are there, click on the documentary link, and you'll see the story that I just described. Uh, it's great coffee and a great mission, Hunter's Blend Coffee. Okay, my guest today has been on the cod, on the podcast before, and we love having Travis Sipe on the show. We always find something constructive and interesting to talk about. Travis, as you guys know, is the owner of Duckwild Waterfowl Outfitters in Waverly, Kansas. He is also a turkey hunter, a deer hunter, and one of the most positive and down-to-earth guys that I know. Today, we talk about his crazy, successful turkey season. We talk about what he's doing to prep for the upcoming duck season and how this insane amount of water and flooding all across the Midwest, uh, may impact crops as well as hunting this coming year. The conversation, as it usually does, takes a turn. One of the things that both Travis and I are really into and serious about is self-improvement and self-betterment. We talk about some of the negative aspects of social media and hunting and share our thoughts and opinions on whether social media has helped progress hunting or has hurt the perception of hunting and we actually have a different opinion and it's an interesting conversation because I really can see both sides of the conversation. Uh, Today you have instant unfettered access to everyone, everyone's opinion uh, immediately and we talk about all the different personalities we come across and how we deal with them. 
We talk about some of our favorite podcasts, why we like them, and what we get out of them. Uh, It was a really good conversation, and it's why Travis is one of my favorite guests to have on the show. So, everybody give it up for my friend, Travis Sipe of Duck Wild Waterfowl. like a monkey doing a math problem the first week it was pretty funny (laughs) that's all we really are is monkeys anyways monkeys doing math problems that's right that's right so how you been man pretty good dude pretty good missing missing the clientele and all and the camera crews and everything else i'm missing the 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 fellowship of hunting season but yeah uh, and turkey season just ended so i'm really Dude, you smacked him this year, man. We did all right. We shot over 30, and Tyler, one of the other yeah, guides. Yeah, I'd say you did all right. Yeah, Tyler, one of the other guides, he kind of runs his own turkey stuff, and we kind of just yeah bounce off of each other doing stuff, and he shot over 32. Usually between me and him in our operations, we shoot 50 or so, but this year we are like right at 65, I think. Now, was that – how many guys did you uh, – how many clients did you – was that all guided hunts? Not all. I mean, I shot a couple birds. I mean, not all of them, but Yeah, most. I mean, I had a couple buddies. I helped get a couple birds, um, but then we had a couple youth hunters, um, and then and then it was clients. I mean, we had a couple weekends in there where we had three guys in for a couple days, and everybody shot their birds. So, I mean, you have three weekends in a row where you have three dudes in, each shoot their two birds. That's 18 turkeys. I mean, that adds up pretty quick. Yeah. Any uh... – any rookies get their first? Yes, actually, uh, several, several got their first. Uh, one specifically, I can think of. He had never shot any. He was here. He was a guest, a part of a uh, corporate deal. And he had never shot any, and he shot two stud birds, two of the better birds um, of the trip. And then we actually had a um, U.S. Army Special Forces guy in that had shot has shot literally um every animal on the planet it seems like but he had never shot a turkey and i really? fan, i fanned in a bird for him that was an absolute warrior one one spur was chipped off but the other spur was inch and a half and 11 and a half inch beard he was an old bruiser now when you fan him in that's when you crawl up behind you like you got the fan in front of you yeah, like, and I film it usually on my phone if I get a second to pull it out of my pocket. But I've done it before where, That's crazy. Like, like, if I'm doing it myself, I have, you know, my gun and I'm crawling out there. And you see a lot of videos on the internet, people doing it like that. But with clients, we have hedgerows around here. I like to get them up as far as we can get on a hedgerow, get them set up, and then I go back as far as I can go. And then I crawl out with the decoy. So then the birds have to run past me or past the, past the client, excuse me. Yeah. And they're focused on me and the client can get away with a little bit more movement and whatnot and they can take their time and, uh, and shoot the bird that way. And the bird's never focused on them. And so on that aspect, I get to really see a awesome show from behind the fan because they're just full on charging. Yeah. It's, that's my favorite way to do it. But I've done it before where like, you're in the middle of the open and where a bird won't come and you just got to crawl. And like, 
if they don't come, I'll pop that yeah. fan up and down, do a bunch of things, gobble at them. But I've got to where I've like I've crawled to the clients before, and we run out of trees for them to crawl through, and they just get behind me, and I call it reverse little kid style, where finally we get that bird to come, and we're in the <laughs> middle of nowhere, and I'm squatted down, and they they're like straddling me, gun sitting on my shoulder, and I just pick that bird that decoy up when that bird's at about ten yards, and I'm I'll tell them I'll be there whispering to them, be like, hey, he's right here, and I lift this fan up, pull the trigger. And so we've done that a couple times. Um, a couple times, you know, I'm, I've known these guys for five minutes and I'm crawling out behind a shredder decoy and I'm like, man, this is not smart. No, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> like if I have somebody with a loaded weapon behind me that I don't know and trust and you're in between the turkey and that guy with a weapon that you don't know and trust, mm-hmm. um, I think the pucker factor kind of goes up oh yeah for sure it's just like duck guiding though like i never put myself in a position where i don't know what's going on like there might be a time where like yeah. i'm probably flirting with with it a little bit going out and getting a cripple or something like that but i've done it long enough like i know where i'm at what could potentially happen like i'm always i'm always prepared and if something bad did happen it's probably because someone shot me on purpose and uh that's whatever i'm just a you know me though i'm a pretty trustworthy guy yeah well i got lit up i guided when i was in lsu um in the marsh and i got lit up from pretty close range (laughs) once and it was just because i had i was out in the piro picking up some decoys we're getting ready to leave and some birds swung in i was facing the ducks that were coming in kind of got down the piro and uh, just that little voice in your head say, hey, turn around and look at the guys you're guiding. And when I did, dude, I was staring, just about staring down the barrels. And I'm like, oh, man, this is fixing to suck. <laughs> and it did. Yeah. It did. And down there, you might not be wearing very many clothes either. It, that's the one thing that kind of – it was cold, man. Well, it, that's it, good. <laughs> a lot of people don't – they don't know that it, it gets – it, it gets frigid down here. Now, look, the coldest I've ever been in my life is in Kansas because there's nothing to break the wind between oh, no. you and Kansas except and between you and Canada except three strands of barbed wire sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah. But it gets, especially out there on the open water, um, it, it gets, you know, teens easily down here. And a lot of people don't know that. Um, but... Anyway, I was thinking about that when you were telling that story about crawling out there with a fan. Somebody's got a shotgun stuck up your ass. <laughs> yeah, that's one reason with the hedgerows. You can get them ahead of you. So that way, yeah. like... And the, typically the birds get nervous um, early in the year, especially when there's not much vegetation around you. They start to wonder what the six-foot right. object is behind the decoy. Right, right. But, but you did have some guys that killed their first. Yep. And they were pretty pumped, um, so that was that's always yeah. cool. I I wouldn't have to pull the trigger at all as much. You know what's uh, you know what's got two thumbs and was not one of those guys that killed their first. This yep. guy. Yeah, you need to get up here and do it. We need to get that planned out. We really do. I know, but I mean, when I think about it, you get guys coming all the time. I'm not just gonna like. But if we plan hey, it dude, out, here. like we need to plan it out like way ahead of time, and we'll just do it. I'm not going to guide a ton next year because 
all this flooding that's going on has me very nervous for our turkey population. Oh, dude, I was thinking about that because it's it's flooding down here too in the delta. Um, mm-hmm. There's a there's a about a foot of water in our old camp. Yeah, and um, like you got the Arkansas, and there's a couple of rivers there that are like getting ready to do their thing, right? I mean, yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's going to suck uh, for your deer population. It's going to suck for your turkey population. Yep, the Keystone Dam there in our Keystone Lake or whatever in Oklahoma, the Arkansas, you know, coming through Kansas and everything goes through there. And as of like yesterday morning, they were releasing twice more than twice as much water as is flowing through Niagara Falls. Wow. Yeah, pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. And they've actually taken some rain out in the forecast in the next yeah. week. But, like, on Thursday, it had rained every day for, like, nine days. And there was still, like, eight days left in the forecast of straight rain. Whew. Yeah. So. That's a lot. Yeah. So, they've taken some out, which is good. But, like, some of my lawns I mow are literally underwater. Uh, so. Yeah. It's different. And. What does that do for guys trying to get crops in the ground? No hot cropping, though. Yeah, there's no hot cropping. There's, there is so much. There is, <laughs> I saw there's only one state with more corn planted right now versus last year, and that's Texas. Yeah. Um, and so, and like the birds get to Texas, they could probably care less about corn. It'd probably have to get pretty cold for them to go eating corn when they got peanuts and everything else they can go eat, but, uh, yeah, there is hardly any corn planted around here at all. Some guys still have the corn, their planter set up to plant corn. Um, and I talked to a couple, they're going to leave them on there for another week. Um, yeah. Because once it gets hot and dry in August, which they're predicting it's not going to, they're predicting it's going to be a, you know, low 90s as a high throughout most of the summer. And right. it's going gonna, it's gonna to rain every couple of days, which would be, which would be interesting. And then they're predicting a, snowy and cold winter but i feel like they do that every winter so <laughs> i don't know what to think but what we'll is see. um well let me ask so what is what is oklahoma looking like right now same yeah it's or no? it's it's been wet and they've actually been getting drilled with tornadoes kansas has had quite a few but oklahoma's been getting drilled I with saw tornadoes. That. there's a big one that went through uh went right south of tulsa last night nothing close to you though right Nope, nothing close to me. There's been some within like 30 miles, um, pretty small ones that just touched down and went back up. And there's been some radar indicated, you know. So you just go get a six pack of road sodas and sit out and watch them? Yeah, that was my plan the other night. And uh, <laughs> actually, a funny story. So when I, I picked up a six pack of brews and was my, I have a buddy that works for another buddy. The other buddy is a. He owns a Snap-on franchise, so he's got a big old right. house on top of a hill. And then another buddy that works for him, you know, is out there working in the shop. Well, the guy that owns the place, his daughter, she is a great track athlete, and she's at the state track meet. There, there's no one home. I'm like, heck yeah, I'll go out there, have a couple beers, and watch this storm roll in. Next thing I know, there's 25 people out there. Cause he's got a bunch of like outbuildings and like people were camping at the lake and it's like halfway in between the lake and Waverly and it's some of them are relatives. Some of them are just friends. 
there's 25 people in his house and they're not even home. And I was like, well, this is, this is the most small town thing ever right here. But you know, you gotta love it. You know, you mentioned Texas, the, um, it made me think that was the second best hunt that we had last year. And I feel like not a lot of people give Texas its due. Like they had a lot of water in the fall. Mm-hmm. And one of the, like hands down the best hunt we had last year was that hunt we talked about it the first time you were here. Yeah. Um, where we put 50 on the ground like super quick. Yeah, um, I mean, we don't need to talk about that anymore, you know? No. But the second best hunt we had, man, was spot in Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Some private ground off, I think we were right off the Trinity River. And um, it's a super ducky spot, man. Yeah, Texas is a, it's a, it's a great place. It's a waterfowl paradise. And but I just, I don't know it. what all of this water is going to, like, you know what it's going to do, the turkey and deer hunting for the next couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um like the Delta where I hunted in Mississippi, like I said, there's a foot of water in our camp, which means that the spots where we deer hunt and duck hunt, there's probably Mm -hmm. six feet of water in and there's no high ground there. Like I, I I just have no idea what those, I mean, there's a couple of levees and stuff like that, but like, I don't know. Yeah. I have no idea. It's, it's a crazy deal, but you know, Mother Nature's Mother Nature. Not much you can do about it. Yeah, it's been dry for a couple of weeks. Um, but like when I talked to Dustin Roddy, he's off the Cache River. Mm-hmm. Like he he can't get he can't get any of his duck impoundments put in or any of his water control structures put in because he can't get water off of his ground. So yeah, so I don't know, man. It's going to be one of those last minute deals where guys are just scrambling to get stuff done. And like you said, if it rains every other two or three days where you are. I don't know how guys are going to get in the field and plant anything. Yeah, if you do plant it, I don't know what's going to happen to it. The corn that is in the ground is about half as tall as it should have been by now, and it's starting to get a little yellow because it's had yeah. so much moisture. So they're going to have to get some uh, get some minerals and whatnot, lime or whatever. I don't know what they got to put on it once it comes up. But And the weeds are going to start taking over, so they'll have to get some post-emerge spray on there and – it's a process, but we'll see. There'll be a lot of soybeans. We kill them in soybeans, probably more than we oh, yeah. corn. And you know, yeah, no the doubt. Bio, the biologists say that that's not true, but I can just show you that it is. Well, biologists, my ass, because I know some of the best hunts we've had have been in a soybean field, soybeans and chickpeas. Yeah. That's uh. Yeah. That was some of our best hunts in Canada. Were in chickpea fields. That's where they were. It's great. You know, chickpea doesn't taste anything like hummus when you pick it up off the ground and eat it, by the way. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I wouldn't know at all. Are you guys going to go to I Canada do. again this year? <laughs> um, no, I don't think. I think the we're planning a trip down to the mouth of the Mississippi River, which has me concerned because I've, I've had some bad experiences in the river. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that is... You know, like I said when we talked before, we're just our coastal erosion problem is just so bad down here um, mm-hmm. that there's a there's a story to tell in addition to just having some 
off the chain duck hunts down there. Um, but I think there's a story to tell about just the whole erosion thing that we've got going on. Yes. So I think, I think that's what we're going to do, um, this coming year. I'm not a hundred percent sure yet. Man, um, that, that would be incredible. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so much so that we've had to up the size of the, the edge duck boats and, to Hatsu outboards and kind of we have to gear up a little bit differently this year than we would if we're just running in the timber or yeah running in the marsh i mean that the river down here dude is no joke yeah oh and yeah, the it's... good thing is most of the guys that are successful that hunt a lot of the private not private the public uh, either Passalute or delta wildlife refuge mm-hmm. um you hunt the tides there more than you do all right we gotta get we gotta get up at oh dark 30 and run the river at night and try to find you don't do that Um, you'll get a few flights of teal in the morning Mm -hmm. but most of the high tides are um, later either lunch or afternoon and so what a lot of the guys do is they will wait for the tides to come in and flood the the flats where there's a lot of duck potato, um, wild celery, that sort of thing. And you know, you're not leaving the camp until 10, 10 30. And that, that puts me in a lot better mood running the river than trying to run the river with Q beams, with crew boats coming down and no telling what else floating down the river that you just can't see. Um, Typically in the winter, it's a little bit lower. Right, right now, there's there's no way I would be in the river, um, but there's no way I'd ever be in the river in a 16 foot duck boat like we were last year. It's just too dicey. It's just too dangerous. So, yeah, it's not worth risking that for nothing, dude. And I mean, it's not only like it's not only the ships. I mean, like you sometimes, and this year there's going to be a lot of crazy crap floating down the river from all the high water like you know everything all this flooding all this water that you see on the news dude it's going to roll by my back door eventually and i mean you'll have trees and cars and houses and all kind of crazy stuff just come right down the river out into the gulf of mexico and there's just no telling what you will run up on so a crew boat is one thing at least they have lights you can see some of the stuff coming down the river, man. You just don't see it until you're on top of it. And you go over in the river, it's you're dunsky. You're finished. Yeah, I yeah, that's not worth risking it. And duck hunters have always done like sketchy things. You know, where you let you yeah. think back on it and you're like, Wow, dude, we should have died. Right. Like like <laughs> but, yeah, we should not have been doing that. But you gotta limit you gotta limit those uh those times. Who's barking? My st- Wife's dog, that chocolate lab pointer mix. She's going nuts. I, while you were talking, I muted myself to yell at her, and the windows are open, and who knows what she's barking at outside. Oh. Well. She's she's got she's something else. She's got. All right, so you're switching right? gears. Turkey season's over. Duck season's never really over. What do you? Uh, what projects do you have going on right now? What do you? What are you in the middle of? Um, kind of getting the lodge actually done. Um, and bucking hunts, um, I can kind of give you a rundown on the where we're at right now. So the deer draws in Kansas actually just came out, yep. and 
there was like 700 more applicants in our zones right here than on average. In your so, just in your zone? Yeah. So holy crap! We had two clients not draw out of our f- four. So that right. is a bummer. Um, and one of them is a giveaway, and the other guy is like iffy on whether he can make it or not. He's a, he's a, he's a he's a friend. He's an old friend of a friend. So uh, we got kind of a if he can. I don't know if he drew or not. We could have had potentially three or four not draw, but our giveaway hunter did draw. So he's all excited. Um, so we've been you know gearing up for that. Um, getting mineral sights out and trail camping. Is that a rifle hunt or a bow hunt? He's a bow hunter. Okay. He is a bow hunter. So he'll come in. Um, I, I believe he's going to come a week or so into in November. But that draw, do you have an option, rifle or gun? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure how non-resident actually works. Um, I think you can pick and choose. Or you might just draw in general. Now that you say that, I don't know. Yeah, I let my my buddy Drew Turner. He's helped me with the deer side of things. He's he he's from Arkansas originally, so he's all up to date on all that good stuff. So I kind of let him run sort of the logistics on that, and I've been you know getting the ground all rounded up and taking care of the business. Did they uh, did they have any big deer kill last year? Um, that you know of? Yeah, our area had a bunch of big deer killed. It always does. That's what I was going to say. You always do. Yeah, we're just, Kansas is good. We don't have a super high deer population, but, you know, we're No, a, but we're dude, a, the ones you have, like, you can put a saddle on them and ride them back to the camp. <laughs> yeah, we're a, I mean, we're a one buck steak, and, uh, I mean, 140 inch deer, you know, in most parts of the country yeah. is a good deer. And it's not a bad deer here by any means, but, I mean, there's a 200 inch deer shot within 20 miles of here every year by somebody. <sighs> So, and that's non-typical. I mean, to have it, there is not many typical deer around here that are huge. Um, right. Obviously, that's a rarity in general. But I'm talking about gross, non-typical inches to be over 200. Yeah. Still, still a world-class deer. Is there any uh, social media rant you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, in a minute. Let me let me run through my through the rest of the. Okay. Of my summer. Okay. And then we'll get to All that because right. there's one I want to go through. Yeah. And keep I, keep I, the host keep the host on track. Yeah, I almost went to one the other, went off on one the other day actually. Uh, and he says some things. About all right, other, don't just, just keep going on what you. <laughs> okay, yeah. All right, all right, yeah, I don't want to go on that tension. I was fired up the other day, man. I was flat out pissed. Um, anyways, so we are booking hunts, and so we're gonna run some hunts out in uh, central Kansas, north central Kansas, and we've got some booked out there right now. But if we don't book up more, we're actually gonna just run some overflow here. And just run the hunts here so I don't have to drive three and a half hours and I can kind of be more hands-on and make sure everything's... You got farmhouse uh, options? Smooth. Yeah, yeah. We got a... One of our farmers got a farmhouse and like a little cabin um, that we have access to. And so we're going to get all that figured out logistically. But for you guys, you guys, you know, want to come hunt with us this year. We... Another option is you're not going to have to drive near as far. We are going to be in Arkansas the month of February shooting snow geese. What? About 20 minutes from Stuttgart. Man, that's half the drive for me. Yeah, there's a new there's a new lodge. Some uh, A buddy of 
a buddy of mine. They're getting a new duck camp. They got it's the same duck camp. I couldn't tell you what it's named, but they got a new lodge, and we are gonna rent it out for the month of February. Wow, that's cool. And run snow goose hunts down there. God, so. they're covered in February. Yeah, so that's going to be awesome. That's going to be a good time. We'll be running Canada and spec hunts up here the first part of February, so um, yeah. I'm not coaching basketball anymore, so I'll be able to travel back and forth and get in some good hunts with every group and really looking forward to that and growing that Arkansas side of the business. This first year, um, you know, we're going to be hunting and grinding them out, and uh, a couple of the guys went down there last year and got some ground locked down and had some successful hunts, even though it was a tough, tough year. Oh, that's good. I mean, they, I mean, we did better in our, well, there are a little weekend of chasing snows here late February in Kansas than we, than they did down there just because it's all adult, adult birds and they're being pressured so hard in Arkansas. But, you know, we hunted in yeah. Kansas the first day we hunted and we just pounded adults all morning and we're like, man, this is easy. And then we were qu- quickly, uh, quickly brought d- back down to earth the next day. It was much, much, right. much, much, much Yeah, because that's the problem we had in Canada. Everything we were hunting, there there wasn't a juvie in sight. Yeah. It's very Everything tough. we hunted was an adult bird. Yeah, very, very tough. So, But that's all right. Um, we're going to give them hell. Uh, but then we got, we're going to be running a bunch of duck and goose hunts in Kansas, obviously, a couple deer hunts. And uh, so we just got a few... A few dates to book in 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 the blah, blah, excuse me in between some other dates and we'll double book a few times when the hunting's supposed to be really good and we got extra help and that way we can just keep everybody happy and grow the clientele base and just keep things rolling. I'm excited for the future. So I can go on rants about that all day and I can like I can sit on my phone and do social media things all day and next thing I know I need to be marking a baseball field for rec kids or right. mowing lawns or something. And there's only so much time in a day. So right. I, if I get stuck doing one thing too long, next thing I know I'm behind on everything. And the rain definitely hasn't helped. But, no, but like you said, you, you do have, because I know last time we talked, you were just kind of getting this other spot locked down. Yeah, yeah. Lodge locked down. And we're going to do some stuff um, out there. And it, it, even if we don't book a lot out there, purposely we have the option to go run out there regardless if the hunting's not good here and it is better out there um right because just you're coming to kansas to kill birds i mean that's just a matter of the fact i mean you're gonna have a good time regardless good lodging yeah you know we're gonna cook good food we're gonna have a good time and then if you mix in some great duck hunting on top of that it's a place you want to come back year after year and that's basically the conversation i have with clients all the time everyone's we want we really honestly want to find a place where we can come year after year so many people say we used to go to such and such and it's just not like it used to be they got too big and it's just not personable anymore and we're just a number to them yeah and in my opinion if you're not growing then you're going backwards but i don't ever want to get to the point where like it's not a you know a family environment so that's well, my there's big, a difference. Big, yeah, but Travis, there's a difference between growing and losing your focus. Exactly. And I don't want to lose my focus. So if you ever see me doing that, like just kicking your nuts. Yeah, that, I was going to say that. I was trying to think of a better way to say it. But yeah, 
Exactly. No, well, leave it to me. Straight to the old groin. You better have good aim, though. Straight to the old. Yeah. So the bottom line is where we, where you had originally said you were kind of booked up for this year. You, there's, there's still some openings. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. If guys ask you for pheasant. Yes, no. and we don't have them in this part of the state. And if you're going on a guide, uh, sorry, pheasant hunting operations in the Midwest. This isn't true for 100% of them, but like 98% of them it is. If you're going, actually, for this is actually for 100%. I will state this so it's 100% fact. And I apologize because I'm going to piss off a bunch of people. If you're going on a guided pheasant hunt and these guys have people in, non-stop throughout the season and they're constantly killing limits of birds you are hunting pen raised pheasants I know yeah so. I was gonna say <laughs> they aren't wild which is fine that is fine there's nothing wrong with that it basically what it does is it shows you what a great year like a great hatch great conditions year is on opening day day after day nothing wrong with that at all but right. the guide services that lie and say that they're hunting pen, or they're hunting wild birds, and I don't think most of them lie. I think most of them just don't tell the truth. Like if you're not going to ask, they're not going to tell you. No, well, don't ask, don't tell, right? <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. But the people that do lie piss me off, you know, because I'm like, no, just stop. There's some places in Kansas, like my part of the state, that are like. Their clientele really believes they're shooting wild wild birds. There isn't a wild pheasant within three hours of me. There's not. So, whatever. And everyone's like, "Oh, you you if you went on these hunts, you would believe it, like that they're wild." I'm like, "No, I wouldn't. I guarantee you, I wouldn't." Like, there's no pheasants around here for starters. So, that's neither here nor there. Man. But while I'm on a little rant, the other day. I just Here we say go. the other day, there's some, there's always guide services that I don't see eye to eye with on how they run their business. And I do not let that bother me one bit. I don't say a word, whatever, like it's your business. I don't expect you to care about my business. With that being said, a lot of those businesses I see trying to tear down other businesses to make themselves look better. And yeah. That's I don't agree with that. No one's calling me out for anything or trying to make me look bad, because um, I go out of my way to literally get along with everybody, to a fault probably. Right. But I don't understand why people just have to cause drama on Facebook over stuff and tear people down. If you're ter- going out of your way to tear someone down, a good client is not going to book with you, because they're going to see right through your bullshit. Well, and the thing is, dude, you're one of the most positive people that I've ever met. Like, straight up. You're one of the most positive dudes that I've either ever had on the podcast or ever hunted with or just met in general. Well, thank you. That means a lot because you've had some, you've been around some very cool people and you've had some awesome guys on this podcast. Yeah, but I mean, if you feel the need, okay, if you feel the need to tear somebody down to, to make yourself feel better, mm-hmm. dude, you got a problem. Yeah. And don't, I'm not a saint. Like those thoughts come into my head, you know, a lot. But before I get to typing 
on old Facebook, I think about it. And, you know, I have that conversation with myself and and I realize that's not the right thing to do. Like, I wanted to jump in on, yeah, the, on that's this what guy I'm saying. the other day, tearing apart these other people and call him out on it. But I was like, you know, that's that's not the right thing to do either. No, but the, so that's my point. You you had you you had you made a conscious decision mm-hmm. to not act on what your brain was telling you to do. Yeah, and you people wake up every day with a choice of being happy or being miserable. And if you decide that you want to be miserable and you're going to take ten or fifteen more people with you, shame on you, dude. Yeah. I mean, what what is wrong? What is going on in your life that you feel like you gotta you have to make yourself feel better by tearing somebody else down? Yeah, I mean that, and that's your decision. No, like nobody made true. that decision but you. No, exactly. I think a lot of times it's a lot of these things I see. They're all based on money. At least in this business, they're tearing people down so they can try to make another buck. I mean, I have people do that all the time, like on Instagram. They'll see something in a picture that, um, you know, they just have to point it out. They have to be the person. You didn't have your kill switch on your wrist when you were running your outboard. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Thanks. That person was probably. Thanks, you know. They for, were probably typing that message while they weren't wearing their seatbelt and driving down the road. Uh, dude, I'm just. <laughs> I mean, what what compel what what compels somebody to just you know find the things that are wrong? There are so many things that are wrong in this world that it and I guess because it's 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 harder to to be positive and say something nice. Yeah. No, exactly right. And on in a, in an even more in depth thing, I know you do. I do. I have some pretty strong religious beliefs and moral beliefs. And I have no problem sharing them with anybody. But if you if someone has different beliefs than me, I'm not going to like hold that against them. It doesn't mean they're a bad person. I don't know, man. It's just... It, it's hard. Dude, it's so hard sometimes to maintain a positive mental attitude and to wake up in the morning and say... I'm going to have a positive mental attitude today. And I know there's going to be a dozen people that will take any opportunity they can to say, oh, must be nice, you know, have a new boat every year or (laughs) must be nice. Well, wait a minute. You have no idea what we do for the companies that sponsor us. You have no idea the, the agreements and the arrangements that we've made. Um, you know, you're pissed off at me because I had an idea and you didn't. Yeah. That's what you're pissed off about. Go out there and work hard. What's stopping you? It's literally the American dream. Dude, the only the only person that can get in your way is you. Oh, 100%. You are the only person that can get in your way. And when you make a decision, when you wake up this mo- in the morning to go, nope, I feel like being a dick today. Okay, well, guess what? That's what you're going to get. Yep. And then you wonder... You, you wonder why you look around and you have no friends or you, you they're just miserable people. Mm-hmm. And I know probably like you, I, I know when I post something or I have something to say, or, you know, I'm making a post for a spot. It happened today. I'm making a post for a sponsor 
and um, somebody's always and it's it's usually people with no information that think they have all the information that that, that just they can't help it mm-hmm. and dude I did like you I, I was starting to type I'm like nope remember I made that decision this morning that I'm not going to be that guy yep and it comes second nature like I don't think about it I am who I am and I generally am going to call it how I see it but there, there's a time and a place for everything and I'm not going to I'm not going to talk down on anyone for anything but no but there's some people that you just want to blow up oh. I mean just roast oh for sure Anybody, want, anybody wants to go check my Twitter out, I don't ever call like anybody out, but I'll just make like blanket statements. And I'm sure, actually, I know for a fact, I went to college, you know, for five years. You know, I'm one of those kids, five and a half actually, to get a degree I don't do anything with. Um, <laughs> but you know, met a bunch of kids, you know, that bought into liberal professors and was friends with them. If I saw them on the street, you know, I'd be very nice to them, probably nicer than they would be to me. I noticed the other day a whole bunch of them unfollowed me, and I was just making blanket statements. I wasn't referring to anybody, calling anybody out, but man, if the shoe fits, I guess wear it. Well, it's just people that don't want to hear any viewpoint other than what they think or agree with. Oh, 100%. Like Joe Rogan, listen to his podcast, started it recently. He's he's very yeah. left, you know, leaning, and but he's had like Ben he Shapiro. He is, but he has a very others. open mind. Very open mind. I was listening to him and Ben Shapiro's conversation today, and Ben Shapiro's. A yeah, very I open, heard that. He's one. a very open-minded person. Like, if everybody listened to that tiny little Jew man, we we we'd all be better off. Yeah, that was a that was a great uh, podcast because Ben Shapiro isn't a Christian. Exactly um, right. Like he denies the divinity mm-hmm. of of Christ, and hey, I mean, you know, whatever. I think I think the guy's a smart guy. Um, I think he makes a lot of good points, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to free speech. And he challenged Joe on a lot of things, like they were talking about global warming and things of like that. And, you know, th- that's the thing I like about Rogan is, I, you know, I don't agree. Matter of fact, I agree with probably less than half of what he says. Mm-hmm. But he's the thing that he is just really good about is having open, honest dialogue with people. Yep. And there's so many freaking people running around here. Like, if they don't, if you have a different viewpoint, like tolerance is out the window. Um, yeah. If you have a different viewpoint than theirs, then you're 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 nothing. You're dead meat. Yep. I mean, you are something that they are going to scrape off the bottom of their shoe. Oh yeah, my favorite thing that he and, said on that Ben said on that podcast was, and before I say this, like I'm definitely more pro Trump than I am anything else like i right i probably align myself more politically with ben shapiro than anybody else but ben said you know on one side you got trump's never wrong people trump this trump that and sometimes i just wish trump would like shut his mouth like i think he's doing a pretty good job yeah Um, and then but then on the other hand you got the bernie sanders people um which is you know an extreme all the way to the other side and in all actuality, this is the best time to be an American ever. Yeah, I remember him saying that. Yeah, like he said, like who would switch places with their grandparents? And there's nobody, literally, literally nobody. If if nobody. if you say that, you're lying to yourself. Yeah. 
Yeah, his point was we are living in a time. It, this is the greatest time to be alive, especially to be an American. This is the yeah. greatest time in, in all of history to be alive. Um, you know, we've got we found so many cures for diseases and and. You know, you hear about the world population starvation. Everybody's fat. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just. But you just have these people that are just freaking miserable, and I don't get it. Like yeah. I said, it's just a mental. You wake up in the morning and you just feel like I'm going to be miserable today. Okay, well then, I'll see you later. I had a guy. <laughs> you'll love this. Um, I had a guy. I'm not going to say his name. <laughs> we were when I did the episode with the guys from falco mm -hmm. great podcast man awesome podcast. oh thanks um mostly because of them not you by the way but whatever oh dude they're just <laughs> solid guys man never met them i really need to i really need to go down there and see what they got going no on. dude i'm telling you they they were they're just but this guy <laughs> says like he actually posts on instagram like when i'm i put the snippets of the episode on there mm -hmm. it's like uh you know you're going to want these podcasts are ruining Oklahoma for everybody. And the oh, dude lives in Texas. I know where he, I know who it is. Oh, and I'm like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, dude, hang on. So I've probably got like four people following me. Right. And you're <laughs> telling me, you're telling me that I'm ruining my podcast is ruining Oklahoma. Yeah. Like, like you woke it. That's what you woke up, and that's that's where you landed, right? Is that my podcast is, well, you know, it's decreasing the amount of, dude. Okay. I and I actually like I had something written, and I just had to backspace yeah. it, bro. I'm well, like, not I everybody can't. can go to Oklahoma and go consistently kill them. Like people that are cons like in an area and they, they're living there, and they got all the connections and whatever, they're successful day in and day out because of multiple things. Yeah, but those guys, there's guys in Louisiana like that that have connections, and they kill them day in and day exactly. out. They're hunting like the mouth of the river or whatever. I mean... Exactly. I'm not like... But what I basically to... told... No, well, what I basically told them was this. I'm glad that you think that I'm that persuasive, and there's that many people that follow me, that mm -hmm. because I did an episode with the guys from Falco that I have ruined Oklahoma. And you know what like, was thanks. crazy in there? Uh, the Falco guys discussed exactly how many birds they kill, and it wasn't like it was an amazing number. No. At all. You're, you're going to a place like that for the overall experience. Well, dude, I just had to make, like... I totally deleted what I had written. Yeah, first. I don't blame you, but it's and, just you can't go into someone else's area with unless you're going to put in a ton of time and just day in and day out succeed. There is one of the biggest guide services in Oklahoma, probably as far as far as like running people through, like head number wise, probably yeah. the largest one in Oklahoma, and they came and hunted near me for two days and said, "This sucks. We're not doing it anymore," and where I'm just like. And I'm, we consistently smash them here. Like, put your big boy pants on. You want to come join the party over here? And you know what? If I went down in their area in Oklahoma, after two days, I'd be like, screw these lessers. I ain't doing this. I'm going back to Kansas. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to shoot some ducks and some, yeah. and some greater Canada's. Like, this isn't my ball game. Like, you know, stay in your lane a little bit. 
If that, Stay in your if lane, that dude bro. from Tech, the dude's from Texas, complained about Oklahoma, like that's that's comical in itself. But yeah, know? like okay, so so <laughs> that exactly. So wait a minute. So you can go hunt Oklahoma, but you don't want anybody else to. Yeah. Right. That's basically because the dude lives in Texas. Yeah. But I'm re- like, what do you care if I ruin Oklahoma? Well, I hunt in Oklahoma. Oh, okay. So you think you ought to be the last one let in? I got you. Okay. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's like fine for like you, every, but nobody else. It's like that in like every state. I mean, I feel like the farther south, the more like the worse it gets because they get more. It gets worse. It just it really does. You know, those Louisiana people are the worst. But oh, dude, tell me about it. <laughs> I don't know why I'm making subtle shots at you this entire podcast. I don't know what I just say. Yeah. Can't help it. I love it though, dude. I love it when you do that. Nah, I know it. Man, we have to say if you ain't if they ain't talking about you, you ain't doing nothing. That's exactly right. I'm sure like man, I swear I think most people like me in the world, but I bet there's a few people that hate me, but you know, whatever. I don't hate it. I don't hate the same. What other um No, dude, I love everybody. There's a bunch of people I don't like. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But I love everybody. Even that dude that told me I was ruining Oklahoma. Like, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. I'll try and do better next time. <laughs> <laughs> you know? I mean. Kill with kindness. It's like, you know, when I post uh, stuff about, you know, we killed, you know, seven birds today. Oh, well, we did this, man. We we filled the straps up. Okay, man, that's. And it's a competitive. Right. I understand people are competitive. I'm super competitive. We get like a, like a guide service that's hunting somewhat close by and like I see him post something like there's several guide services during the season that post every day unless they don't smash them so like if they're posting pictures they do pretty good but I don't post anything right and so I can gauge right. like where they're at how, how well they're doing etc and at part of me like if we don't have a good day and they do like part of me my competitive side is like god dang it screw those guys you know but then I'm like, I like them. So I'm like, I don't need to be like that. Like, then, yeah. then the, like the bit for a split second, it used to be like this. The business side of me would go, well, you know, I made more money than them today. So whatever. Right. But then I'm like, but that's wrong. I'm not doing this for the money. Like, I don't like, I don't, I didn't like that thought in my head either. You know? So I'm just. No, I, I know what you're saying. I, I mean, well, it, it, it's natural. Like, I'll give you a good example. The guy's. Like for my job, when I'm in sales, you know, there's there's six or seven other guys on my team. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when they close a big deal, I'm happy for them. But I'm like, damn it, I wish that was mine. Yeah. No, but, I, I agree. But here's the thing. When I knock a big one down, dude, they're the first ones on their soapboxes cheering for me. Yeah. And that's... And I know they feel the same way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But that that's what... You're, it's a natural thing. It's a very natural thing, and that makes for a really good company. You know, like you get. There's nothing wrong with do you, some healthy. Do you think? Um, do you think that social media has done more to hurt the hunting industry than help? No, I think it's helped it more than anything. It's made Me really. It's made attitudes worse. It's made like the hunters worse people because, like. It's a highlight reel. So everybody thinks they're entitled to shooting a shitload every day. But it's made yeah. it like it's made it's made just piles and everything. I, 
it's better on the aspect of getting people into hunting. I'll say that. But as far as like turning people into mm. just the worst of themselves, it does that too. Do you, do you think it's actually helped bring more people in? I don't have any statistics to back that up. I would like to think it did, but I don't know if it, that was social media. I don't know, man. I don't know if that was social media. It might have been more Duck Dynasty or or whatever. Yeah, I mean the the way I think, I think it 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 has shined, it has shown a light on good people and made them better. Yeah. But I think it's made the morons even worse. It does the same thing that money does. Getting rich doesn't make someone a bad person. It just it just shows off who they really were more. And that's what like internet fame does, I think. Now, I mean, I, I say that, you know, social media is such a big part of our ministry and also mm-hmm. passion of pursuit that there's, very, it's a, I don't it's know. A cheaper way any... to, it's a cheaper way to reach people. It's yeah, way more, it is. It's, and if, I don't know, there's a lot of people that are really good at social media that just basically do social media stuff and make a great living in the hunting industry or other industries. And I'm not that good at it. Like I just good for them. I I'm only as successful as I am at anything because I'm competitive. Like I'm not the smartest. I'm not the most athletic. I'm not the best looking. I'm not the best shot. I'm not the best duck caller. I'm not the best business person. Like I'm not the best at anything, even close, but I'm really competitive. So I work hard to get to where I'm competent and everything. Like I hate reading. I probably told you this before. I yeah. hate reading. But I read all the Lord of the Rings and Harry Potter books growing up because I wanted to beat all my classmates at AR reading so I could right. win a prize at the end of the month. Like, just yeah. I mean, I kind of feel like there's like there's nothing with social media. There's no there's no mystery anymore, and the the you just see a lot more of the people that they were always out there like the guys that had to brag about themselves and look yep. at me and yep. uh, you know look how many we killed and like they were always out there even before you know MySpace and Facebook mm-hmm. and Instagram and and they were always there but you just they weren't always so in your face no exactly and there's a bunch of guys that still don't post stuff anymore that are hammering them that are way better hunters than anybody out there, but they're doing it for the, they're doing it because they want to shoot them in the face and they don't care. They want to do it because it's what they like. To yeah. Do. They're not doing it for the recognition. And But you know what? That That's my point. I think you see a lot more of the guys that you don't want to see mm-hmm. because the guys that are wired like you and I aren't on there anymore. They're just like, screw it. Mm-hmm. Here's, I just like putting up with it. I'll tell you something interesting and I could pull it up on my phone right now, which especially on the hunting side of things, and on um, just like conservative side of things and just in general, Instagram is not what it used to be as far as like getting likes and like getting your posts in front of other people and, you're, and neither is Facebook. But I made a post. I've been making posts the last couple of weeks that I've been referring to, to as story time. Yeah. And then it's about a certain hunt. So, you know, most of them get, you know, the average amount of likes or whatever, but the post I made recently was just about the lodge and it got twice as many likes as the other ones did. 
and reached twice as many people. And I didn't even refer to anything about killing anything. It was just talking about the lodge. And then like some of the hunts that we've pounded them on have gotten some like a lot of love and stuff done okay but others that have done better than most have been talking about a really crappy hunt or a good hunt at the end of two like a three-day trip and the first two days just were horrible like just being real and honest has gotten so are you saying that facebook then has this has some kind of way the algorithm has some kind of way decided to expose your successful hunting posts or yeah, well, you're, okay, you're so I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is, more? what I'm saying is, no. Because I was going to agree with you if that was the okay, case. To an, so. ex- to an extent. So Facebook and Instagram, whatever, like they're wanting to make money off people. They're wanting you to promote your posts and boost them and pay, right. pay for them to get out there to get to as many people as it used to be. You can't get as big of an organic reach. But with right. that being said, if you want to have a good organic reach to people, if you just show who you truly are and you're real with people and tell them a story in a real life situation and not just show a highlight reel, people relate to that better. They, they, people, if you're faking it all the time and you're not being your true self, people see straight through the bullshit. Yeah. Well, I think that's people more so than Facebook. No, it is. I was just making that point because like I've been trying to wrap my head around on how to win at the old social media game. Um, because the, the hunting world is like a different – it's different. The hunting industry is a step behind literally every other industry in the world. Just kind of guess because so. we're redneck idiots, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, we are. No, we dude, are. there's some pretty smart rednecks out oh, there. Oh, there's some phenomenally smart rednecks for sure. Obviously, there's some rednecks out there that make some pretty cool blinds and inventions and – are worth several million like dollars. I, you know, what I was going to say is I, I get, like, when I post um, anything about releasing a new episode of the podcast, mm-hmm. um, I track, so my, all of my podcasts, regardless of if you listen to them on SoundCloud, if you listen to them on iTunes or Google Podcasts or whatever, like the RSS generates from the same place, from our website, from Squarespace, right? Mm-hmm. And so I see my RSS feeds and I know where they're coming from. And so from, from social media, 87% of my podcasts are reached. What, what do you think it's from Facebook or Instagram? Oh, with podcast. Yeah. I couldn't so, tell you. I'd, it'd be a 50, 50 guess for me. I couldn't tell you. Okay. So, I get more engagement from Facebook than I do with Instagram. And I think it's people that just like see, and not just because, I mean, you have your favorite pages that you follow and you're going to like anything that they post Mm -hmm. without even reading the caption. Yep. And I, I don't think that's necessarily true with Facebook. Like I think the people that dig into posts or that like something on Facebook, like they just don't, scroll through like Instagram you can double tap it right like 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 yeah. like no skip that skip that I don't know who that is mm-hmm. that guy's a douche I don't know why <laughs> I even follow him um double tap double tap double tap but I think Facebook people tend to be a little bit more engaged mm-hmm. and so 
87% of my social media drives come from Facebook, but I have a larger following on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I, I'm still I trying totally to piece together with that. My means. Facebook page for Duckwild Waterfowl, it has more likes or whatever, but I've always, even when Instagram was bigger than my Facebook, um, I just, I'm better at Facebook than I am Instagram. But also, I book, I bet 98% of my, my bookings, my new bookings, come from Facebook and not Instagram. But I do have two Revelation Outdoor pages, Passion and Pursuit page, and my own personal page on Facebook that everything's shared to. So True. You're getting it out there pretty big. I don't know. I don't know what it all it's means. Different. Instagram is not what it used to be. There's going to be a new platform. I've been posting on LinkedIn a lot lately. Um, which does not get a really? giant. Yep, it doesn't get a giant reach. But I listen to uh, Gary Vaynerchuk, old Gary V, the Gary V podcast, yep. and he is pushing LinkedIn yep. big. So I said, okay, you know more than I do. And and I think that's old information. I think people started to do that like a year or two ago. But like I said, the hunting industry is always behind. And so right yep. now, my big deal is I'm gonna I'm making a conservative effort, and I've failed at it. But I want to post at least once a day on LinkedIn. And want to be one of the big hunting people on there from a business perspective. Yeah, and you know what? I'm I'm on there for work, uh, but the you know I have a presence on LinkedIn as well for uh, Revelation Outdoor Waterfowl Ministries too. Why aren't we linked together, um, dude? I know you were on it. Man, I didn't know you were on it. I saw my mom on the other day and was like, yeah, not linking with you. <laughs> my dad's got a Facebook now. He never has. My dad always has Twitter. My dad tried to follow me on Twitter, blocked. Instantly. Wait, your mom was on LinkedIn or Facebook? My mom was on LinkedIn. My mom didn't have Facebook. My dad and mom have never had Facebook or anything. All of a sudden, my dad's got Twitter and Facebook because he started coaching again. And so you got to be on those Facebook groups or whatever with the kids. And, oh, my And gosh, he's on Facebook or whatever. And he actually was on his computer watching a college track event. Um, it was actually the American conference. There's two local kids, a girl from my school and then a couple of my hunting buddies, younger brother, Aaron true. He's one of the best javelin throwers in the country. Those were Wichita. They're actually both Wichita state athletes. Well, they both won javelin at the conference meet. And then Kendra also, no, she got second javelin and then she won the heptathlon. Well, dad made a post about it. Like it popped up on his, on his computer. He doesn't know nothing about it. <laughs> Like, would you like to post about this? So he made a post about it. Well, you know what his computer, what Facebook account was logged on? Mine. So next thing I know, I'm getting these likes and comments uh, on my Facebook. And I'm like, yes, yeah, delete. Went over there, logged myself off. And I'm like, you, Dad, pay attention to what you're doing. And he's like, what? I, I thought it was on So bad. funny watching older people, like, discover the interwebs, dude. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. The bad thing it's- is, if you read the post, you, you would have thought it was me writing it. That's a bad thing. Really? Yeah, like I've had really – the older I get, like I didn't have a hat on the other day, and I rolled up on someone, and a guy thought it was my dad in my truck. Oh, my like, oh, my gosh. gosh. This is this is how it ends. You know, it's funny because my dad was over at the house uh, Friday, and so he was getting ready to leave, and so I walked outside with him. We were leaning against the like the tailgate facing the cab of the truck right mm-hmm. so i looked in the reflection and i looked at him and i looked at me i'm like oh my gosh i am my father <laughs> like dude it was like looking at a mirror image i'm like oh my god it happened 
Yep. <laughs> yep, it's just bound to happen, too. It is it is what it is. Actually, one of the posts, I saw it the other day. I was going through trying to steal pictures to repost them on the business side of things. And uh, a, a bunch of jokes got made out of it. I made a post, and we were scouting or something. Adam Kunkel took a picture of me with binoculars or whatever, and I made a post about how in my small town, I'm always going to be known as my father's son. But in the rest of the world, I want him to be known as my dad. And, uh, of course, people yeah. were like, well, you look just like him, blah, 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 and made some posts about that. But I really meant that, too. Like, I want to not, ex- not – Yeah, not they missed a, the point, not right? Not like, a fame aspect or a money aspect. Like, I guess those are kind of implied. But I, that's not, like, what I was getting at in that post either. It was just from, like, a – you know, that's, like, my biggest role model and hero ever. And I don't tell him that, like, near enough. Like, you know, we're two dudes. We don't ever get, like, emotional – uh, ever and we probably yeah. need to more but i was just yeah man a, just from a, there's going to be a time where you wish you could go back and do it oh so. yeah well you know we and you know the little issue yeah. that we went through last yeah last year about this time a little later in the summer i guess and uh yeah that was an eye-opening experience for sure we've definitely gotten closer since then too because between 18 ages 18 and 22 me and my Rough. dad if we talked we fought like, yeah. and it was about got physical. Yeah, I'm down with that. So, I'm with you. But then after that, it was like, eh, we can have an open discussion and he can call me a dumbass. And I'd be like, well, that's what you think, old man. And then it's over. It's just two buddies. But up until then, though, he was the dad and I was the son. And that was our relationship. We, he wasn't, he wasn't my friend yet. He was my, yeah. he was my parent. Don't get me yeah. on that rant. Go back on my coaching rant about how parenting sucks these days. But Oh, well, wait till you get to do it. I am super grateful that I got to coach, and I'm going to coach track and stuff still, but, like, parents don't care about track. They're like, oh, whatever. It's running in a circle. But yeah. I'm super grateful that I got to deal with just just everyday coaching things. It wasn't like I had, a, I had good sets of parents. I really did, but it's just – like it's just how parents and kids are these days. It's just part of part of the job. But I'm glad I went through that because if I'm not coaching my kid, then whoever's coaching them is right. Even if I don't agree with them, I am not gonna, at least not in front of my kid, tell them what I what I think because I don't want there to right. be some sort of uh, issues right there. Coach is always writing when he's yeah. Wrong. Well, you yeah, and you know where you're going to apply that the most with your wife. Like when you have kids, mm-hmm. and your wife is disciplining your kids or laying the law down. Um, that's like you don't <laughs> you don't disagree with her in front of the kids. Oh, yeah, definitely not going to do that. I know. So when you get married and stuff, obviously, like you get into like reasons for divorce like money's a big thing um how you're gonna raise your kids is a big thing um and like we've been together so long like we don't see eye to eye on a lot of things you know but we work at our relationship make it work yeah but how we raise our kids will definitely you know be a learning process because she is definitely more left-leaning than me and i was spanked daily growing up and things have changed that's not, not necessarily the way. Well, to maybe you won't have bad kids, dude. Yeah, I mean, it's not like a. I respect my dad now, and I've always respected him, but like, 
he put the fear of the good Lord and Savior in me at times, yeah. and that was why I didn't do some things. And that might not necessarily be the right way, but it was, it worked. Uh, yeah, I needed to. Uh, <laughs> it you just you see things from a different perspective. Like I think once you get the twenties out of you, mm-hmm. right, and you get in the world and start doing your own thing, and you know, there was a lot of things like with my dad that, you know, he was hard on me, man. I mean, like super, super hard yeah. on me. Um, always had to be doing something to, it was either cutting grass or fixing something or doing something with the tractor or do like, I didn't have days where I just, it's Saturday. I'm out of here. I'm going to hang out with my friends. Oh, yeah. oh, no, 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 no. Me There's either. stuff to do around here. And I'm glad now because I see it. Mm-hmm. I see things the way he saw them, I think. Yep. Now, would, does that mean he's a perfect parent? Absolutely not. <laughs> like the furthest thing from it. Because, um, you know, there were some things even now that I'm like, you didn't have to do that. Yeah. Um, but I think in general, I see things from a different lens, from a different perspective now. And, oh, I bet. You know, the, the old man was right a lot more than he was wrong oh. his approach may have sucked <laughs> yeah um but the old man was right no I, I, here's a funny story just the other day my dad had promised somebody that we'd bring something to somewhere like those details don't matter at all next thing i know i was the one stuck doing it but it wasn't ready for me to take and so i called him I was like where's it at and he tells me and he's like i don't know if it's if it even if, it, if it's even gonna work whatever and, like, I was so pissed in general, really for no reason. Like, I held the phone away from my face and was just, like, wanting to just go off on him. But instead, I just hung up the phone. And my dad did not appreciate me hanging up on him. And he called me back, and I'm 26 years old and in pretty good physical shape. And he is 57, I think, and not good physical shape. And he called me back yeah. and informed me if I did that again, he was going to drive home and beat my ass. And I believed him. <laughs> he was pissed. I mean, he was in his office and we were talking on the phone. And it took him about 22 seconds to call me back. And that's about as long as it must have taken him from walk out of his office to outside where no one could hear him. Because he was so oh, mad. And that's the first time I'd seen him get mad at me. And I said, all right, sorry. And he said, bye, and hung up. <laughs> <laughs> but my gosh, he was so stinking mad. Oh my gosh, that's, that's good times. So. Hey, so I wanted to ask you, you were talking about the Rogan podcast. What other podcast do you like? What other ones did you um, find? I listen to that. Listen? I listen to the End of the Line podcast, which yep. they've been having Ryan Warden on lately. Um, he owns Toe Tags LLC in Kansas. Um, so you can tag all your birds and stay legal that way because with social media now and with everything else, like, those laws that were written in 1918, which are somehow still right. applicable today, are being enforced more. So he's telling his story, and whether you're going to use his product or not, I'm just locked onto every word because I am not a criminal. Like, I'm not saying I've never done anything wrong, but like, I want to do doing it as a business. I want to do it by the book, hundred percent. So I'm just trying to learn. For sure, I've also had Jeff Foyles doing his podcast. And none of the, neither of these guys have, are like saying they were innocent at all. They're just telling their story. 
And there's all right. there's always two sides to well, every story. Well, especially foils. Yes, there's always two sides to every story, and the truth's somewhere in the middle, probably. So they've had Jeff on there telling a story, and some of the things that like got the feds looking at him in general were like some people lying about stuff. And like what he actually got like pinched for was like, are you kidding me? Like you wasted all that federal money on getting him for that. Um, but ne- that's neither here nor there. So I'm listening. To yeah, everybody. but is that factual? I mean, like, is do we know that that's how it went down? Or Jeff, is that just his side of the story. Well, he's telling his side of the story, but he's I'm too lazy to go look. He says you can literally go look up the entire court case. It's public knowledge. You can go read the whole thing online. And he said he's not lying about anything. He's, and some of the, you know, some of the things are written in a way that makes it sound worse than what it is. It's really interesting. I recommend people to go listen to it. I because I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what the, you know, yeah, the real story is. And you know, Jeff would be a good one to to talk to Joey, to have a guy tell you how he found Christ. Yeah. Because uh, he found it later on in life, and so did uh, like Tim Grounds, which you can't go talk to Tim. You know, rest in peace. Um, the, the old goose, yeah, the old goose God, you know, I'll talk to him one day. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. So, you know, they'd be a good guy to talk to about that. They've had Spencer Halford on there talking about, um, the rolling thunder game calls story and everything. Super interesting. I yeah. think Spencer is one of the most genuine people in the hunting industry. Um, yeah. I really do. And then they're having a couple, they always got a couple of the same old guys. Ramsey Russell on there with get ducks is always on there once a week. Um, old Rob is on there. Uh, on Mondays with Rob, and that's the most eccentric person in the history of the world, I think. Um, yeah. He's something else. I can't tell you what his last name is. can't think of it right now. But that whole podcast is good. And then I listen to Big Honker Podcast, um, which is out of Texas, Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Um, I think we've probably talked about that before. But they're they're good get dudes, and they have, uh, they, they've been having people around discussing parts of the country. Um like public ground and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. that's been really interesting. Just guys hunting public in their areas. And then they, they got like big name people on throughout the country too. Like they had Tim grounds on, they've had Jeff Foyles on, um, just all sorts of people. So that's interesting. And then I listened to, uh, the Gary, Gary Vaynerchuk podcast, um, to get just, it's an entrepreneurship podcast. Listen to a couple bits and pieces yep. of others if I find them interesting. And then I listen to some Dave Ramsey stuff too to offset my yeah. my crazy entrepreneurship ideas. You know, got to offset them with some decent okay. financial advice. So because I'm in the truck a lot and I'm mowing a lot, it's a good opportunity for me to listen to podcasts. It's better than just listening to some music. I'm not a big music fan. Like I like music. For instance, here's a question yeah. I was going to ask you earlier. What's the little tune that comes on at the beginning of the podcast? Like your podcast. Oh, the beginning of ours? Yeah, that we're on right now. It's just, uh, that's, um, that's me. Uh, no, it's not me. Um, (laughs) that was just, uh, from a music library that we license for, uh, Passion or Pursuit. I just, I want to find, That is just um, a catchy tune. Yeah, but when Brian and I first found it, I would listen to like the first three seconds and we're like, that's it. It's perfect. And then when you, yeah. when you like fade into the people talking in it, and I'm like it, yeah, it puts me in a good, happy mood. Something about it. I don't know what it is, but I love it. 
Man, if we can just get your toes tapping, dude, that's awesome. It's it's good stuff. And then like, and I don't know if it was you that liked that or or Brian or both or what, but like Brian grabbed the music for that little sixty second sizzle reel he made for me, and man, he nailed that yeah. too. He was just like going through music. He said and was like, boom, perfect. Set it aside like weeks before he made my thing. He just was like, yep, I know that's what I'm going to yeah. use. So. Well, the thing that the thing that a lot of people don't realize is when you do video editing like that, how much time you spend just listening to tracks. Oh, bad. like driving around. There's a lot of times Brian and I driving around Baton Rouge just listening to random tracks. Oh, bad. And you'll come across one that make that you're like, oh man, you know where that would be good? You remember when we filmed this and then we went to that and then this <laughs> happened and then that that would be good. So it's just like honestly, if I'm not listening to podcasts, yeah, um, on airplanes because I'll download tracks. a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, That's hilarious. no doubt. Because that's, you know, with the amount of times that I'm either in rental cars or on airplanes, I just listen to podcasts. Yeah. All the time. Well, and that's good that you do that because like 95% of like short films out there, if you listen to them with the wrong music, they, and like, I'm talking about like really good stuff. The wrong, the wrong music choice would make it suck, or like no music would make it suck. Now, there's some times where, like, in different pieces, where like no music going is perfect. Yeah. But like, good music really makes it. Like, sure, he put together some pretty cool clips on that Sizzle really made me, but if you didn't have that cool of music with it, like, it wouldn't have been near as neat. Well, the way that we categorize that is by mood. So we'll have a file for happy we'll have a file for uh somber or we'll have a quiet for or we'll have a file for um excited or dramatic Mm -hmm. or whatever and we just listen to stuff in whatever mood we're trying to set for that clip or that series of clips or that segment or whatever it is yeah um it'll go in that file yeah. And so when we go back later, six months later, you know, we're never going to remember what song it was because mm-hmm. it's, it's not like, you know, the artist or anything. Yeah. Um, so you go back like six months later and, you know, like, man, we need like something that's upbeat, like for your for your trailer. Like we need something that's upbeat for this thing. And, well, let's dig through here in the upbeat file and see what we have. Yeah. Huh? Makes sense to me. But I, I listen to... I listen to a lot of podcasts so that I can be a better interviewer, really. Um, Like, I'm really big on Rogan. I like his Mm -hmm. a lot. Um, I can do without a lot of the language sometimes. (laughs) You know, the the GDs and, you know. But uh, I like his style, which we talked about earlier. Um, I'm really super big on the uh, the Jocko podcast, Jocko Willink. Um, have you listened to that one? No, I haven't. Maybe I need to check that one out. He is an ex-Navy SEAL uh, that was stationed in Ramadi. Uh, he was in charge of Task Force, um, Task Unit Bruiser, which he, you know, he basically... It was his SEAL teams work with Marines and Army regular that 
they cleared Ramadi, and he has um, just a really interesting, really interesting episodes in how to apply leadership principles mm-hmm. to that he that he learned in the teams and from being in combat, and how to relate those to your business, how to relate those to if you lead others, or how to be a better teammate. Yeah, and well, so a lot of that stuff I apply for my professional life. Yeah, too. I was gonna say like I, for you know the f- couple guys that work, you know, for my businesses, I listen to a couple, couple of the entrepreneur podcasts I listen to, lean heavily on like being a good leader. But you know, with your military background, that's a perfect podcast yeah. for you. I mean, I bet I'm sure I would get a lot yeah. out of it. But like you, definitely can relate like relate perfectly to I bet word for word what yeah. he says a lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, just some of the things like if you're, if you're leading a team and whether you're leading a team of guides or whether you're leading a team of special operators, whether you're leading a boat team in the Navy, whether you're leading a team of sales guys, mm-hmm. like one of the things that he really harps on is extreme ownership. And if, anything if the mission doesn't go right if the goal is not reached as a leader it's always not your fault but it's it's all you need to it was a failure of leadership someplace someplace either something wasn't explained properly or troops weren't trained properly or the guys didn't have the right skill sets to to clear the objectives and reach the goals it always goes back to leaders in a good leader will always be the guy who steps back and say, okay, where did I, where did I fail to prepare my guys or, or yeah. where did I fail to make myself clear or where did yeah. I fail to, and it's, it's a great podcast because it's, it's things that we, I think intrinsically we know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just so many times it's easier to go, well, you know, Bob dropped the ball, yeah. you know, but, or, but if you take ownership over them it, to, like you, maybe I need to do, better job next time of preparing the guys so they can be more successful in that situation yeah exactly that's that's exactly right no that's exactly right so his his uh he's got a great podcast and i listened to uh i listened to ben shapiro that's your boy yeah um, i actually don't listen to his podcast i just have a lot but like during duck season like scouting if i was in the truck by myself would listen to some and i just i had more than enough to listen to but I'm mowing so much. Yeah. I have actually, when I was listening to the Joe Rogan with him on there, I was like, yep, I'm downloading his podcast so I can listen to him more and and uh, see see how he is when he's on his own platform, not just somebody else's. Yeah, that's how I've really listened to Rogan to learn how to be a better listener. Yes. And a better, learn to dig into topics better, like things that maybe I don't know. Mm-hmm. Say, so, oh, that's interesting. So, tell me more about that. Or, you know, it's okay to say, eh, you know, I don't, yeah, I don't agree with you. I don't know why I don't agree with you. Um, <laughs> but I just feel like, and then whatever, you know, yeah. like, or have your mind changed? Um, but you know, you thought one way, but because your guest and you, you and your guest had a engaging discussion, mm-hmm. you're like, hmm, you know, I never thought about it like that. You're probably right. Yeah. No. And Rogan does that all the time. All the time. Like, and that's, that doesn't mean he's a contradiction. 
or a hypocrite. Like you, your opinion can be ever changing when you get yeah. new factual information. Yeah, it's called learning. Yeah, exactly. And and he's older and he realizes he probably did some dumb stuff. Everyone's done stuff they regret. I say stuff all the time. You know, we are talking about earlier about being a good person and not running people through the dirt and everything. Like there's a thousand things I wish I could go back and like do differently. And there's some things where I'm like, well, I'm sorry I did it that way, but I'd probably do it the same. But anyways, if I did it all over again, <laughs> it's just. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's like, so I'm, I'm trying to instill this in my kids that you are going to screw up. You're going to yep. no one. And in this day and age, like everyone expects perfection. Like if yeah. you go find the Rogan podcast that he just did with Kevin Hart, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a great yep. podcast. I, I listened it's to a it great too. episode. Yep. You did. Yep. Yeah, so the some things that he was saying is like, you you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna f up, um, and and the two things that you need to understand is number one, did you learn anything from it, right? Yep. Um, did you and how are you going to apply that to where it doesn't happen again? Exactly. And and the other thing is understand that you are the only person that controls you. Mm-hmm. Like you, you did something, you decided to do that and you can't blame it on anybody else. Yeah. And so it, it's kind of like, um, that's the opposite side of maybe not, but you know, we talked about that extreme ownership principle from, from the Jocko podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's one of the big things is just owning it. Hey, I screwed up. Yeah. I screwed up. And, and this is why I screwed up. And also the ability to have someone tell you that you screwed up without getting like ultra defensive. Yes, exactly. And just go, hmm, okay, that's that's interesting. Um let's let's talk about it. Let's go through it. Let's let's work it out to where it doesn't happen mm-hmm. anymore. And man, when you start when you start thinking about things like that and you start taking ownership of things that go down in your life. Or when you start taking ownership of criticism and not being like immediately defensive, and it's hard, man. It's still hard for me. Oh yeah. Um, but when you can honestly take a step back and look at what someone's telling you, and you know, assume no ill, ill intent, um, dude. That that's that's when you that's when like that's when you and your dad start getting along better. Oh yeah. Um, because you're growing up and you're maturing and you're looking at things from a different perspective. And it's a constant learning because people are going to listen to what I'm going to say next and be like, oh, you don't do that all the time. Like people that know me well are going to call me out for it. But like I, I know for a fact I've done this when I was coaching. But let's say, for instance, you're mad at me for something, Joey. Are you going to be more mad at me if I deny whatever you're mad at me for? Or if I go, you know what, Joey, you're right. Uh what can I do different next time so this doesn't happen again? Like, right, definitely. You if can't you, be if mad you at me. Blow it off and get defensive. <laughs> yeah, I can't be you mad can't at be you. Mad at me but, if I sit there and own it and go, man, help me be better. You can't be no. mad at a person that says no that. because you, yeah, you know why? Because then if I stay mad at you, then that means I've got a different agenda. Exactly. I'm just in to make a point and to say I'm right. Yeah. I didn't bring it to you with the intent of fixing our relationship or writing something that was wrong 
to where we can move forward and do better in the future? No, I brought it to your attention because I wanted to make you look like an asshole. <laughs> That's why I did it. And I'm going to continue grinding on your nuts because I want to show people that I'm right and Travis was wrong. Okay, well, it's not productive, man. Nope, nope. And that book, it's not productive. And that, we've been on here. By the time everything's said and done, give me an hour and a half. That kind of bookmarks what we've talked about pretty well. Really, like, bookends yeah. it. But I want to say a couple things real quick. Number one, thanks again for having me on here. And uh, just every, oh, everything dude. you've done. I love Everything you on, you've man. done for me. Um, I'm going to use the platform to just say thanks to uh, everybody that's helped me in in my businesses, especially like since we're on a hunting platform here, on the hunting side of things. Um, all my buddies from Illinois, all the guides, just everybody that's helped me with it, wife, family, whoever, friends. Really appreciate it. Um, and then I don't know when this is going to come out, but tomorrow's Memorial Day. And on one sense, we don't need to get the lines blurred between Memorial Day and Veterans Day, which happens right. a lot but you know let's yeah. let's remember the people that we need to that we need to remember tomorrow or it'll be after tomorrow yep. but on memorial day i hope everybody has a good memorial day but re- remember why you have the day off tomorrow if you have it off while you're barbecuing and drinking remember why yep no doubt no doubt make a comment about that yeah man that's good and i think the reason that people are so eager to help you is just because you're an honest humble one of the most positive dudes I know. So it's easy to get behind somebody and cheerlead for them and help them when you like that. So well, I really appreciate it. I, I'm a, I'm a small, small person and small guy in the industry, but uh, I'm very thankful for where I'm at and where we're going with things. Yeah. Super yeah. All right, bro. Well, that's, let's wrap it up with that. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for coming back on. Thanks brother. We'll talk soon, buddy. All right, dude. That's it. Thank you, Travis, for coming in and spending time with us again. Always love having you on the show. Guys, if you're looking for an outfitter that doesn't treat you like just another number and that works his rear end off to make sure you and your hunting party have a great time, look Travis up. His contact information is in the show notes, or you can look him up on Facebook under Duck Wild Waterfowl. I promise you'll have a great hunt and an even better time getting to know Travis and his team. Uh, we'd like to also thank Edge Duck Boats, Tahatsu Outboards, Rite Shotguns, Apex Ammunition, and Sitka Gear for supporting Passion of Pursuit and Revelation Outdoors Waterfowl Ministry. Without the help of these companies, we could not do what we do. So I humbly ask you, our listening audience, to support the companies that support us. We appreciate it. And finally, don't forget to subscribe, to subscribe to the show and leave us a five-star rating wherever you listen. It helps us continue to climb up the rankings. And if you wouldn't mind, please share the show with the hunting buddy. We really appreciate that, too. That is all the time we have. Until next episode, bye-bye.